0: Welcome to a podcast about Catholic Things. This is Eric, the ambassador of Common Sense, and I'm here with
1: Dan, the ambassador of nonsense. Welcome, everyone.
0: As always, I'm adjusting my mic right after I start recording. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't. It just.
1: I... Do it before you hit record. <laughs> All right. In case he's lost his mic, uh, Eric is saying that he might have lost his mic. <laughs> yeah,
0: I did lose my mic there for a second. <laughs>
1: All right, I guess, but you're back?
0: I'm back, but I'm still <laughs> fiddling with it. I think I got it all straightened out now. All right, so our topic today is um, in response to a podcast that uh, Timothy Gordon did not long ago concerning, I'm not pro-life, I'm anti-abortion, and which to me is a good thing. Uh, yes. We've, we've always had that. Uh we've always had that attitude. But he made some assertions about the pro-life movement in general. And oh great. Hey, knock it off. Can we just put him in his cage? Huh? Can we just put him in his cage? No, he'll stop. I think it's just a mailman or something. I'm gonna let him out. Yeah. Alright. Um I don't know. He, he he said some things that, he, in, in one sense, he's hundred percent right, but he doesn't seem to understand the the real problem and how the problem got there. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, to say that the pro life movement is run by losers, uh, yeah, that's kind of right, but in only in a sense because you're looking at a very small portion of the pro life movement. I don't think Timothy Gordon even knows what the pro life movement is. To him, the pro life movement is 40 days of life. That's the pro life movement. And that's not the pro life movement. Right. I, there are things that I didn't even know about. I, before I, before we started recording, I talked to mom. I just needed to fill a few holes, uh, that I couldn't remember about the history
1: of the pro life movement. And but she informed you that there were holes you didn't even realize right, <laughs> needed to be definitely. filled. Right,
0: And I think I think a good way to understand this would be to go back to the beginning of the pro life movement. Um, and I I don't know when you could say precisely that it did start, but because you know it, it it was made legal. What? When was
1: when was Roe v Wade?
0: You know, this should be on
1: the tip of all heard. of our tongues, shouldn't it?
0: Yeah, it should. It's a shame. <laughs> seventy
1: three. Yeah, I was going to say seventy three or seventy four. Uh, I yeah. was born in seventy one, so a little, little bit pre row. You were born when? Seventy four. So mom okay, could so right have after. aborted me. But right, you know. Right. But you know, by the time, um, because I was in school and in, and in, in in a grade, uh, where we were doing, um, you know people were talking about politics and and that kind of stuff um and we did a even a thing where where the teacher picked a couple of kids to pretend to be the candidates and give, you know, speeches and stuff um even then abortion at, at least at least within our household abortion was part of the landscape and part of the picture and I think even by then the you could say the pro life movement was very well in swing
0: yeah of course, that I mean, you're looking at '80s. Then um, it wasn't very organized.
1: Well, the 1980 election, yeah. The
0: um, okay, but before that, I mean, when you look at it, '73, abortion becomes legal not by act of law, but by nine, a bunch of judges just suddenly yeah. saying, "Oh, okay, we're going to keep you from uh, criminalizing abortion," and. I think most people were like, well, that's not going to stand. You know, uh, my senators, my governors, everybody's going to get together because and nobody, yeah, nobody wants to kill babies. That's idiotic. Why? You, this is a small portion of people.
1: And that's and probably that's what why thought. it took a long, you know, years, several years for the pro life, what we think of as the pro life movement, to get started because. Right. Um, nobody believed at first there was a need for a pro-life or an anti-abortion movement.
0: Yeah, even if you've got these dark alleyways with these tiny little clinics where they kill babies, uh, that's a small portion of society. And then eventually it got was like every city had one, and eventually you go to black neighborhoods and they're on every corner. Uh, yeah, nobody was prepared for that. So and it let, took a let's, long hold on. time.
1: Let's stop and be because there are people who are going to who are going to cry foul about the way you just said that. Yeah, the reason well, is not because black neighborhoods are bad, and therefore they kill their babies. The reason is because those who have always been behind the abortion movement, the abortion industry have also been people who are themselves ideologically racist, and they want to eliminate black people. Therefore, they set up the clinics in black neighborhoods. That's and this, where that comment came from. And this is all provable. You could go uh, back yeah. to
0: the beginnings, Margaret Sanger, just just Google it, you'll see it. I don't even have to defend it. But right. it was, there was an awakening, kind of, and it was, it wasn't an awakening by people like the church, the Catholic church. The Catholic church still hasn't awoken.
1: Um, <laughs> it was mostly yeah. It was mostly Protestant people. Are you eating? I just took a sip of water out of my can oh, okay. as you <laughs> said that, and I was chuckling at the same time, so it came off poorly. <laughs> okay. Um, so anyway, the it, it was mostly Protestant
0: churches, I think, and various individuals. And this, a, a big part of this, that people need to understand: this happens spontaneously in all the cities across America. This is, wasn't like a giant church saying, we're going to go protest abortion. This was just people suddenly understanding, hey, they're killing babies in our city. We need to put a stop to it. And with government sanction. Yeah. Sometimes even being paid for by the government. So it was, it was, um, it was something that, that happened. It was a grassroots phenomenon.
1: In the truest sense, yeah, absolutely.
0: And when you have any grassroots movement, you have people generally the the movers, the shakers, the people you see out front. They're they're uh, fanatics. They're they're I, I don't know what you want to call them. They're fringe. They're not normal people who are polite and um, oh right right well. They're not society.
1: Yeah, they 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 they're they're single minded, um, and 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 in a in the truest sense that uh, you know if if you know the 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 people who are really at the forefront of the grassroots grow up and I can't call this inappropriate given the right. w- what abortion is, but it's right. like you know if if you want to talk football they want to talk about abortion if you want to talk about. You know, the latest lawnmower you bought, they want to talk about abortion. It, yeah. It's like that. They are all the little boy who looked up and said, Hey, the emperor's got no clothes on. And as soon as he's, uh, when, once you see that, I mean, picture, picture that in a real life situation. Once the boy is willing to acknowledge and say that, how can he think about anything else as long as the emperor's out there parading around? Right.
0: And so, that's uh, the, hey, how, let me yeah. let's,
1: let's talk about that dice game we played the other day. But what look are you talking birds? about? That dude's naked. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's that. That's kind of how it was with these the early leaders uh, who yeah. who were responsible for growing up these these grassroots uh communities.
0: Yeah, and, and again, like I said, well,
1: we don't say that critically.
0: No, not at all. And they were they were mostly Protestant.
1: Yeah, there were Catholics to, in to there. To the shame of. The Catholic Church, because they should have mostly been bishops,
0: right? And they never were. And no, nowhere. there were there were Catholics in the movement, mm-hmm. but they were being run by Protestants because Catholics generally think, well, my priest or my bishop should be doing this, so they don't try to take leadership roles. But you had ministers of churches or elders or whatever they have; they were the natural leaders of their crowd so they naturally took leadership in the pro-life movement and so very early on um when they realized it started just with protests will go and this is another way you know that this is grassroots because the protests happen on saturday
1: mornings that's when working people can get away
0: yeah Because these people all had jobs. Yeah, they
1: weren't paid protesters like like BLM and Antifa and stuff like that.
0: Right. They weren't professional pro-lifers. They were men and women with families who realized we have to do something to change this.
1: And all of these people would have much rather been going to their kids' ball games or whatever on a Saturday morning.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, okay, I'm just going to at the outset say these were the nicest people in the world. (laughs) <laughs> That's true. I most of them were very good friends. A lot of them were weird. A lot of them were a little bit crazy, but they were the nicest people in the world. And they yeah. would most of them would give you the shirt off their backs, mm-hmm. just for asking. Um, but as that began to organize into larger and larger groups, generally you had a city that was mostly organized by one group um and then nationally it began to you know people began to recognize we need to we need to set something up so that this is that we can operate and network with each other and that became operation rescue uh the
1: the cincinnati taste of that the the rescue movement was should we explain what that is and why operation rescue was a little bit different
0: yeah but i mean i don't know if was uh Project Jericho that was in Cincinnati but I don't I don't know if that was before Operation Rescue or if it just was our chapter oh,
1: they, you know yeah. I don't know but but you know the the thing is prior to um initially people would protest and and you know they would do what they can to to be like a barrier they 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 wanted to they they thought, hey, we, we need to not only call attention, but there's human slaughter going on in here. What do you do if you know there's somebody being killed somewhere? You do what you can to stop it. And so it grew into a movement that was not just, okay, we're going to go every week and pro- protest, but on certain weeks or on certain you know chosen times that had to be organized for obvious reasons, they would amass a group of people and... The goal was to shut that clinic down for that day. Yeah. To give all the babies who were going to be slaughtered that day the opportunity for one more day. Maybe their mother will change their minds, make the right decisions, and the babies will live. That, that was the whole purpose was, and, and that's what they called, I don't, that, that's what Project Jericho was in Cincinnati, right? I don't think that was anywhere but Cincinnati. But no, it that, eventually it, that, it grew to Operation Rescue in various cities.
0: Yeah. Led by uh, Terry Randall or Randall Terry. I can never get his name
1: right. <laughs> it's Randall Terry.
0: Yeah. Him and, and a guy named Joe Scheidler. Um, hey, Joe Scheidler? Wasn't he Catholic though? Well, I don't know if he was or not, but I know that Terry Randall eventually became Catholic.
1: Oh, did he? I didn't know that. He was like, a, And he's he was still active. Like charismatic Protestant-type right. leader guys. And, and I he, mean, he wrote a book, uh, Why Does a Nice Guy Like Me Keep Getting Thrown in Jail? Um, I bet it's still a good book if, if somebody were to go read that.
0: Yeah. Uh, bring his name up later because he's still doing something, something okay. probably much more important at this point. Okay. Um, and much more ignored by the... Uh, By the prominent pro life movement. Oh, mm because, um, but you know, considering the fact that we were going and shutting down clinics, as in putting our bodies on the property and then going limp so that they, we had to be carried away and sent. I keep saying we. I know you and I never did this, but our mother. I was not
1: allowed. Um, our, uh, aunts, you know, our grandma. Grandma did it, <laughs> you know. And you know,
0: uh Dad never got arrested, but instead he bought this giant bus. Mm-hmm. And so, while people are blocking the entryways of the abortion clinic,
1: he would block the driveway with the bus. <laughs> he just parked the bus, put the keys, you know, hide the keys. I, I, what did he? Do? He probably gave. I the guess keys he'd just walk away with it. He, well, just, he might walk me. away with the keys, but um they would have to tow it. Yeah, and they had have to get like special towing tow rigs yeah. for it. You couldn't just bring a regular tow truck in. It was a big deal. Uh, I I remember
0: a picture of uh, Joe Martin. Uh, he's just scrawny old man who was who's very dirty, yeah. not perverted, <laughs> but
1: unclean. But he, he, not he just, washed. He didn't take care of himself. It seemed like, <laughs> um, but you but know was, he he was one of those that always had like like. Every color of scapular that you could think of he had on and 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 he he was a runner. He was running all the time, which is why he was so skinny. Stop it.
0: Yeah. And he uh he always had you know, he would say the rosary real loud as he walked back and forth each mm-hmm. week. Um but he was yeah, he was scrappy and I've I still remember a picture of him during one of these it wasn't even a rescue operation. This specific one, just a normal um, protest. Well, in Cincinnati, there was a injunction. They said you cannot, you cannot have more than X number of protesters on this side of the street. And oh, a right. couple weeks, we we're like, you know what? We're going to break That's the stupid. injunction. Just do it. That why? Yeah. What are they going to charge? It's not even trespassing. Why do so they get the call us
1: pro- You know, an individual yeah. protest. Who gets arrested if there's one more person? Yeah. Yeah. It it was a stupid injunction. So he you know, everybody
0: went on to the other side of the street and they arrested everyone. But I've got this picture of Joe uh Martin. He had it took like fifteen cops to to arrest him. Oh. And eventually he had crawled under the bus and he was holding on to the rail to the uh the frame of the bus and they're trying to get
1: him free of this
0: frame (laughs) every now and then you'd see a cop just fly off (laughs) as he got kicked or something
1: (laughs) lost his grip and flew backwards (laughs) yeah so um,
0: imagine that scene now imagine there's a group of people who want to be pro-life they don't want to be on the bad side they don't want to
1: be abortion's bad. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But they don't want to be associated with that. Right. So they, they be start
1: respectable pro-life.
0: Right. So they start things like right to life, which mm-hmm. uh maybe has its place. I guess they do lobbying and they do quote education.
1: Yeah, which, I mean the big thing is, is, you know, they've got their voting guide that that shows the the record Uh, as it regards pro life matters of the various, um, political candidates. But here's what I don't know when, with, with Right to Life, when they have like their pro life voting guide, is it, is it all lumped together? Is it just abortion? Uh, do they, do they include, which, which is one of the things that has annoyed me about the pro life so called movement recently is that they decide in order to be pro life, they have to be anti death penalty. Does it include yeah. that? So I'm not even well, sure how good the voting guide is.
0: It at one time it didn't, but it got more and more, I don't know, politicized and 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 they steered away from being anti-abortion, right? So and and this is where Timothy Gordon's complaint was. You know, what we know what the fight is. The fight is against abortion, not death penalty, not mm-hmm. immigration, not Not even Uh,
1: euthanasia, even though euthanasia is really bad. Right. Or assisted suicide or whatever. There's not that much going on. We need to fight abortion. That's the
0: crime that's happening. That's what we have to fight. We need to be abolitionists. And that... We're talking uh, 80s here. Yeah. When people like the Right to Life groups uh, made it this way. Uh, For example, I mean... I was when I was talking to mom. She talked about how uh, the right to life guy called her and said, "You know, the harvest home fair is coming up. We've got a booth. Do you want to man the booth for uh, Saturday night?" And she said, "I'll man it." But but I'm I'm not just going to have pictures of cute babies.
1: Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna show I, abortion. This is an anti-abortion. We're gonna show people what it is. That's that's another big thing that uh, sort of transformed with the onset of right to life we uh the the anti-abortion movement the pro-life movement of the the early 80s let's say um considered it not only appropriate but necessary to sort of smack people in the face in terms of educating them this is what abortion does
0: yeah you got to look at this this is what it is
1: it's nothing else and you can't call it something else. Right to life, you know, so, oh, wait, you know, we we can't put gross pictures up. Right. In fact, wh- who was it? Um, uh, Bailey. What? I can't think of his first name. Peter. Huh? Peter Bailey. Peter Bailey? No. No, it's not Peter. <laughs> it might be Bill. Although that, that would be weird because of the song. Anyway, um, he filed in Indiana... To run as a, I don't know, state congressman, senate or something oh, like that. Oh, yeah. You remember that? Yeah. He, he acquired the signatures and filed to run, but his sole purpose in filing and becoming an official candidate was that once you're an official candidate, stations can't block what you air. Right. And he wanted to air these very explicit pro-life, anti-abortion, uh, Commercials that had the you know the hard images yeah and so he did that so that he would be able to run those. Now he also once once he filed he also decided you know what why not also try to win and and uh, I I don't know whether he ever compromised that but he did become a serious politician too. Um, um, so I don't know where well, he is or what he's doing now. Once you're a now.
0: politician, you're a politician.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's uh. <laughs> too bad that that's almost a. a bad word yeah you know because it should mean the same thing as a statesman and there should be a certain respect for it
0: well to to wrap up that story real quick the guy mom said well i'm going to show other literature besides what you have and he said that's all right that's okay and mom said maybe you should maybe you should talk to the board before you say that <laughs> so he said, "All right, I'll call you back." He called her back like in five minutes and
1: and disinvited her. Said, "No, nah, we'll get somebody else." Yeah, yeah. And, but and see, I mean, that alone. What what year do you? That think was that late eighties, mid. That was late eighties, late eighties, uh, mid to mid to late eighties. Okay, and so so we're talking about what forty? Uh, no, thirty five years ago.
0: Yeah, and, and already
1: that's how right to life was was going. Yeah, and that's.
0: That's, that's like the secular arm of this. It was even worse in the church. Oh gosh. Yeah. You know, I remember, I mean, the Catholic church would have nothing to do with us. At least I can only talk for Cincinnati. Yeah. But, and, and I know there were priests who would do things throughout the nation. And I don't know of any bishops who really had their name in the news much. I tell um, you
1: that bishops. And I mean, I've said this before, uh, they acted like they were embarrassed to be associated with the pro-life anti-abortion movement. Um, And I honestly think that the biggest reason that American bishops were against abortion is not because it kills babies. And this is a really harsh judgment that I'm making here. But I really think that this is this is how it worked out. In their political minds, the reason they're against abortion is not because it kills babies, but because it makes it difficult for them to be Democrat, which are the party that has always supported abortion. Yeah, that that could very well be the case. I mean, I know that's harsh, and and I'm not yeah. calling out an individual bishop and in saying that. You know, I, I would try not to do that, but I really think that that is how it played out among the American Episcopate. During that period and maybe continues to play out in, in large part.
0: Um, you know, as that kind of grew, um, I'm going to adjust this again so I can see my screen. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of, it ratcheted up. It, it got bigger and bigger. Um, and in 91, there was the Summer of Mercy in Wichita. Do you remember that?
1: Uh, they, I don't remember the term "Summer of Mercy," but I remember all those arrests in Wichita. Yeah, I mean, it, they shut down all mom, the abortion. Cla- I think see, for mom like was a there, Aunt summer. Kathy was there. I don't recall if Granny B was there. No, you're thinking of Buffalo the next summer. Oh, okay, okay. It but happened first in Wichita. Yeah. In
0: Wichita, and um, I mean, they shut down the system. That they, they were. There were so many people there being arrested that they couldn't they couldn't conduct abortion and they could not handle the number of people they were arresting. It was a it was a nightmare for the abortion providers in Wichita.
1: Just think if that momentum had carried. <laughs> yeah. It well, would have all ended back then.
0: Yeah. That was 91 In 92 they tried a similar thing in Buffalo. Okay. Uh that's when uh, our family went and was a part that's of right. that. That's right. Now, there was a weird thing that happened there. Because this was also during the Rodney King riots.
1: Oh, that's right. Rodney King and what happened right around that time, uh, 92. And there was some disturbances within the prisons, that the jails uh, that our mom yeah. and aunt were being kept in.
0: Yeah. Well, the thing is, uh, generally how this went is you'd go, you get arrested, um, they process you, uh, you have a relative or someone pick you up, and then you come back for your court date, or you don't come back for your court date, and where you with end Lawrence, up yeah. some kind of fine or something like that, or time served or something like that, because there, usually there would be a large number of people, and... They couldn't just hold them all. But in Buffalo, they took them all to jail. And then uh, a week later, they were still in jail. And uh, there were certain things like I remember uh, our Uncle Al took a bunch of clothes, uh, cigarettes, some food, whatever he was allowed to take. Mm Mm-hmm. And he had called them and said, what am I allowed to bring to the prisoners there who haven't been processed yet? And they told him what he could bring. So he brought all that stuff. Because he's got uh, his wife, and then I guess there was about five or six people there from our little group. Right. And he was bringing it for all of them. And so, but they wouldn't take them. He said, what, what do you mean? Well, we they're not getting... The pro-lifers were getting a certain treatment that they the rest don't get of the, the treatment that everybody not. else, gets. prisoners were not. Right. Yeah, yeah, it was different. And after almost two weeks, uh, the the law people here in Cincinnati, the if the name Condit, I don't know which of the Condits did this, but okay, um, the Condit's called and finally talked to the judge and said, "Look, these aren't." These aren't criminals. These are mothers. And they all have families here in Cincinnati. All they did was block business for one day, a day they probably didn't plan any abortions anyway. Can't you just give them time served? And the judge said, I'd be happy to if they would show up for court. Uh, what had happened is that um, a group that was not necessarily Operation Rescue, but was had kind of joined up with them and linked uh-huh. arms with them. Okay. They were supposedly a Catholic group, but they were kind of charismatic. Oh, okay. They would go out and talk on behalf of all the people who were arrested.
1: Oh. And
0: they would tell the judges we refuse to come to court and, and nobody they'd go else back knew. to their cells. Right. <clears throat> so um it kind of it it popped a lot of it, it it threw a lot of people off because people had gone up there, used to one thing, we go in, we get arrested, this we is come how back, the system maybe works. we have, right. yeah. And then all of a sudden yeah. they're in jail for two weeks straight. Not just in jail, but being mis- mistreated in jail. They yeah. were mistreated in jail. Um Worse than most prisoners. Mm-hmm. So, and then here they feel like this group who was supposed to be representing them, uh, well, they lied to them and they... They were mistreated by their own people. So it took it took a lot of air out of their balloons. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when they get back in the summer of 92, um, you know, between 92 and 93, not much happened. Right. But here's the big thing. Uh, number one, and I saw this happen at news agencies and I saw it happen on cable stations. They came out and declared we are no longer going to gonna cover this pro life activity this these protests so these things happen where these people are getting arrested every other week we're not covering oh, this so anybody we're not who's gonna doing talk that about
1: this. or anybody whose family's doing that they think oh you're just doing that on your own there's nobody else doing it yeah you're like the last stand of a movement that's already died out
0: and it kind of aside from shutting down the uh, clinics it, it served to show people this is something happening. People need to be involved in mm-hmm. this. You can't yeah. escape the pro-life subject. And so it became, you know, it's no longer going to get the cameras, period. Another thing that happened, 1994, um, the Supreme Court okayed the use of the RICO Act in combating pro-lifers, pro-life organizers. Yeah. So people like Randall Terry could get set up on racketeering charges mm-hmm. for supposedly organizing terrorism, terrorism, going into a building and sitting in. It yeah. was a sit in. That's all it was. It was a sit-in. Yeah, just
1: sit in the building. Right.
0: Um, and that I would say that leg of the movement, the Operation Rescue Movement, which actually still does exist and still does happen in certain uh Cities, um, it just kind of died. But it should be pointed out that they accomplished a lot. They shut down a lot of clinics, not just for days, but eventually for good. Mm-hmm. Because I think, I think by mid ninety, uh, in the beginning, there were like three or four uh, abortion clinics in Cincinnati, and there is one now. Yeah, that's that's that one of was, those
1: things. I, I think that when, was because after Roe, of the Roe Life it's like abortion became this um well you know it, it's actually kind of today like um like so-called me- medical marijuana shops they're like springing up yeah. everywhere because everybody recognizes a new way to make money doesn't matter how bad it is how much damage it does it's a new way to make money and so everybody's springing these shops up it was kind of like that for abortion clinics after roe
0: yeah and the, the guy who created the uh or developed the the partial birth abortion, he started here in Cincinnati. Oh, I didn't know that. And he had two clinics here in Cincinnati, and they're both gone now. Mm-hmm. And it's because of, it, you know what? It's not actually because of the Operation Rescue. It's because of something else, which we'll talk about in a minute. Okay. But because of them being allowed to use the RICO Act, and because the news was no longer going to, Talk about this. I, it, it the, the pro life Saturday morning protests, the sit ins and the operation rescue, it kind of died out. And what happened is that there was one particular group of people left. Now, I, I don't want to act like they're the only ones that were left. Right. And I don't want to act like that, that they were the only ones still doing stuff. But in most cities, including in Cincinnati, there was a very small group of people left. Most of them were Catholic. Mm -hmm. And most of the activity involved. You know what? Before we talk about it, I do have to say one thing for all that time during Operation Rescue. There was a second leg of that, and those were the sidewalk counselors.
1: Right. Right. So there is rescue in in a double sense. One is, and I don't know if the sidewalk counseling thing is that a is that a national thing or is is that I, something you find mostly in Cincinnati or what? I don't know if they call it sidewalk counseling
0: in other cities, but I know it exists in other cities. I see okay when I drive through Indy, I see
1: it. Yeah, so at the abortion clinic there. The, the idea here is that you know the the operation rescue was shut down the clinic for a day. Give those babies another day to live. Hopefully give the mothers a chance to reconsider. And some of them will do so. And I'm sure some of them have done so. I'm sure that that has borne fruit uh, beyond just closing the clinics. Um, of, of there's probably people walking around today who would not be walking around if not for operation rescue. I don't know if, if any of those people who are, who are in that position would ever learn that they're in, that that's why they're walking around.
0: I think it's claimed that in Buffalo alone, there are 10 people who are alive today because because of of shutting those clinics
1: down. However, the other is, think of it as like a targeted rescue. Okay, here's a woman uh, coming into a clinic, you know, presumably, or perhaps in some way it, it might be obvious by, you know, it might be, you know, by how she's walking or whatever. I don't know if the sidewalk counselors like ask them as they approach or what, but you know, women come to, to the, the Planned Parenthood or, or whatever clinic um, to abort their babies, to have their babies killed. And so what the sidewalk counselors do is they simply intercept and say, we would like you to think about this. Here's some literature. Is there any way that you would be willing to talk to us before going through with this decision? Here's places that you can reach out, get help, whatever. There's a, there's a, a knack to that. I, I, You know, yeah. I would be awful at it <laughs> But, but don't it's kill kind of your baby. like a targeted This baby this time Kind of a rescue yeah. uh, Effort
0: And in the meantime We've got uh, Again, people like Right to Lifers Lobbying Trying to make Trying to make it more difficult to run An abortion clinic I don't think they're all that successful But I guess you need them I don't know but they they are the ones who are getting all the money.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> um,
0: those are the organizations that
1: people can donate because they they get. Who's going to donate to a do- as yeah you know t- tax uh, you know donation tax exempt yeah not whatever. for profit, um, right? As a nonprofit, so that's where people can give money and and you know give you know ten write that ten thousand dollar check and and save you know, whatever, three thousand dollars on taxes next year.
0: And making themselves feel like, hey, I'm I'm helping the problem. Right. And,
1: right. But you can't uh, you can't write that same check to a group of people who who will, you know, maybe use it to, to buy rosaries or maybe use it to, to buy donuts like our dad used to do and, and, and that that same bus... Yeah, you know what? Uh, when, we, should, when it wasn't, we should mention when, this. When it wasn't parked in the driveway of a clinic, it would go every Saturday, and it would just be open. It, it was a place to be warm in the middle of winter, and he had coffee and donuts every week for anybody who wanted to come on board. And his policy was you didn't have to be pro-life to come on board. you just come in, eat your coffee, donuts, whatever. <clears throat> it was just and kind of open.
0: Sidewall counselors would even sometimes get mm-hmm. someone to go in there. Um and man, I wish I could. I'm not sure, but I think it was Grody Bakery. The donuts oh, who those donate? were donated. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's right. I wish I knew who was doing. I think it was Grody Bakery. I think it was but, Grody. I think you're right. Um, so it was. I mean, that was our Saturday for <laughs> as we were growing up. Yeah. And as that as that started to end, uh, but. Okay. Here's the thing. When you think about the fight against abortion, you've got the fight that happens in, 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 in the lobbies, in, in politics. The halls
1: of power. Right.
0: <clears throat> which I don't know what to say about it because it's never going to be in your face anti-abortion. Mm-hmm. That won't happen because they're politicians. And you could say that about all politicians.
1: Politicians are weak. They're, They're not good people. Yeah. They never have
0: been. It's almost by definition.
1: You you got, there's got, you have to be a little bit smarmy to be a politician by definition almost. Yeah, it's like used
0: car salesmen, you know? Um, so, and, and, and the people who interact with the politicians, like the politicians, are going to be the same way. They're the ones raising the money, Mm -hmm. and they have to put on a smile and a good face and, not say the wrong words as to tick off people. And I think that's probably always going to be there too. But they are not the pro-life movement. Right. They're the ones who organize 30 days or 40 days for life and Hands Across America. And if you say, uh, the one of the problems here is that people think they're part of the pro-life movement because they went to 40 days for life.
1: Mm, Right.
0: It's right. like, yeah, I no. I did my part and it's like, well what did you do? I went to 40 days for life. Okay. Well that um you know they're killing babies in there, right? How about you know how
1: about the 365 days a year for life. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the pro life movement. Yeah. If you go past
0: an abortion clinic, most of the time on any given day, you will see people there. Yeah. Those are the pro life movement. Yeah. These other people who are raising money are doing exactly that. They're raising money. They're raising money and you know if abortion was uh, uh criminalized what would their job be?
1: They they would stop having You might a job. think about that. That's true. They they almost exist in a symbiotic relationship with the abortion industry. I mean that that perhaps is a little bit harsher than it should be, but but there's a very real sense to that. There are Professional pro lifers. Yeah. And, and just think about what that means. It shouldn't be that way. I mean, if, if you, one of our listeners, one of our, you know, six listeners <laughs> want to go be pro life, stake out an abortion clinic. Just go stake out an abortion clinic over the course of a few days. At some point, you'll see somebody there who's obviously there in order to try to either sidewalk counselor or protest or whatever walk up to them and say you know what I would like to Is help you off? accomplish what you're doing what can I do yeah that's how you join that's how you become
0: pro-life right um, I I'm trying to to organize this information but and then I keep realizing no you need to talk about this before the rest of it makes sense um, that's okay take your time okay so you know as I said, the big protests die down mm-hmm. and what you have are a group of Catholics. And along comes this movement. Now, hold on. Gonna so anyway,
1: what, what I, what I was, you said that once the, the fire movement sort of died down, it was, it was successfully somewhat tamped out by, you know, collusion between the media um, and, you know, a few other things. Yeah. The sort of remnant, the people who stayed on and simply stayed at it, uh sort of shoulder to the grainstone, sidewalk counseling, protesting every week, that kind of stuff. Those people were, for the most part, Catholic. Yeah. Why? Why didn't the, the on-fire Protestants also, even if they weren't going to be getting arrested anymore, why didn't they just keep coming week after week like that? Because...
0: They ran out of things to do, and here's what I mean: when when you're when you don't have a movement to when you don't have a, an objective like let's shut down this clinic for the day. Well, if you do that, you're going to spend the next month in jail. Okay, well, let's do something else. What do we do? I don't know. But the Catholics have an answer for this. Oh, okay, right. Let's go in front of the uh, clinic and say the rosary. Yeah. Thus begins the power of the mother of God. And so uh, Monsignor Riley, I don't even know what city he started in. Um, Queens of Martyrs, Queens Boulevard. Where is this? I mean, I'll I'll get the zip code and I'll find out where that is. New York. I was it's thinking Queen, it must be Queens, New York. New York. Yeah. Uh, Queens, New York. This is, if I understand it right, this is the guy who started doing this. Mm-hmm. And it moved to various places. What they're talking about in the state of Michigan. Um, oh, I don't know. Anyway, uh, it would he would find a church close to, or at least whoever wanted to start doing this in their city. Find a church close to a clinic. Go there for uh, mass and exposition of the Eucharist. And then... Have a procession to the closest abortion mill and Mm -hmm. pray the rosary there and come back for benediction. That's it. It's called the helper's mass. Uh, The helpers Helpers of of God's precious Precious infants. Infants. It it was powerful. It worked. It shut down a lot of clinics. And if you want to know where the pro-life movement is, that is still going on. Now yeah. it's bigger and smaller in different cities, uh, and I I know it still happens in Cincinnati. It's not as big as it used to be. Again, there's only one clinic left in Cincinnati. There's only one place to get an abortion. They used to even have it like at St. Uh, or uh, Jewish Hospital used oh, to wow. do it, and a couple of the different hospitals do it. They've yeah. even because I remember protesting at those hospitals. Right. Um. Yeah. Uh. But this is the Catholic response, and this is kind of what took over in the mid-90s. And I guess, I i mean, it's not like Protestants wouldn't be, I, I understand they don't want to say the rosary, um, but they could do sidewalk counseling as this is going on, or even just stand there with a sign. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they had nowhere to go or nothing to do, it's just that, it wasn't. They don't a, feel like that's making doing like anything. an immediate and objective, and we know it is right.
1: That's yeah. Right. Okay. It, it's uh, but but Catholics have always had more of a, uh, you know, prayer and silent witness kind of mentality.
0: Yeah. Um. Randall Terry. Apparently, I didn't know this, but he still does do rescue missions, just not the same way. Okay. They so what go do now. From city to city, and they go to the cathedrals. Okay. And they say the rosary outside the cathedrals to try to wake up these bishops and get them moving.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: that is smart. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So on the one hand, yeah, the pro-life movement is a bunch of wimps who won't use strong language, won't use strong pictures, won't talk about really what's happening. On the other hand, uh, that's not so. It depends on what part of the movement you're talking about, because it's still grassroots at the bottom level. Mm -hmm. It's just that we don't get included in the uh, you know hands across America or the forty days of life. That's not our stick.
1: Forty days for life. That's what does that actually do for that's anyone? That's nice and, 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 well, the thing is, it's, it's, it's like respectable. It's, it's clean sounding. Um, it's un- inoffensive. Yeah. Uh, it's guaranteed not to bother anybody. And <clears throat> makes people think they're
0: being a part of the pro life movement when they're really not. Mm-hmm. Right. And to me, that's always the way I thought of it. And I still think of it that way. Yeah. Um, But, you know, another thing that we gotta talk about here is, uh, aside from the sidewalk counseling, there needs to be something other than that, and it does focus on women to try to keep them from aborting their babies. Yeah. Uh, if you're gonna call yourself a Christian, you have to recognize that this is, this should be a part of it. Right. Uh, I mean,
1: the woman's, the mother's soul is still an eternal soul, and if she is you know sucked into abortion if if she goes and slaughters her baby uh there's an eternal consequence to that if if she's unrepentant but yeah but
0: how two eternal consequences
1: here's the thing uh, yeah possibly two because the baby we don't know what we happens don't know what to happens. aborted babies we don't know whether there's you know theologically speaking limbo you know the, there's some who say oh well they're they're treated as martyrs we don't know that. If you say you're definitely sure about that, well, then you're wrong because to be sure, yeah. I mean, you we, might be yeah, correct in, in in the in the the uh, statement itself, but you're wrong in your surety because um, we do not know. We, we don't know. So, so these um, and the fact is, the mothers are the ones who are making the decision. The babies are at the mercy of the mothers and so winning the mother's hearts has to be a big part of it um and besides winning the mother's souls you know that that has to be part of every christian's desire yeah in, in fact isn't it in um isn't it fatima at fatima one of the the visions the vision of hell and wasn't it that mary was saying there are so many souls that are going to hell you have to be ardent in trying to pray for and help souls you know help convert sinners so they don't go to hell
0: yeah didn't she mention the fact that some there's a lot of people in hell simply because there was no one to pray to for pray them? for them
1: right exactly so this is the kind of stuff that that you have to also take on as part of being anti abortion not only anti abortion okay i'm against slaughtering babies which ought to be kind of like obvious um but anti abortion in the sense that i want not uh, not just to prevent the mother from doing something she might regret that's that's not really the point the point is to convert people and if you think of it as okay this is a a you know our society makes it so easy to remain unconverted yeah. Um it, it, you can go along like like a man can go along and and just live his life and never be faced with a one you know one of those moments where you have to really decide what you believe in where you stand what what direction are you going to go with your life but a woman yeah. okay she conceives a baby she's got a baby in her womb and she's carrying around a baby in her body and she, you know it's unexpected unwanted maybe she, you know, she thinks, "Oh my, this is going to ruin my life." Whatever, and so there's the solution presented to her. She's in a position now to be able not only to just say, "Okay, I won't have that baby, or I won't abort that baby. I'll have the baby, give it up for adoption." Whatever, you know that that would be kind of like the minimalist. But she's yeah. in a position to recognize that all of the forces of society that put her at that brink of being about to kill her own baby how evil that is, and the uh the the salvation from that evil in the church. That's the yeah. conversion. Not not just not killing your baby, but in the act of deciding that you know, entering into a path that leads to real membership in the, the church, which is the saved people of God. Hence we
0: have organizations like uh Pregnancy Center Or, uh, I can't, it's gone by a few different names. Yeah, the the problem pregnancy
1: center, uh, birthright, um, that, that offer the, the counseling for women that, that, hey, let, you know, and sometimes don't go this um, route. We will help you figure out the, the life logistics of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. These are important places. Yeah. They, and, and they're not to be, uh, just kind of, yeah, whatever. Uh, this has to be a part of it. Yeah. It just has to. Um, if if you're going to be anti-abortion, you have to be pro-solution as well. Mm-hmm. That's just, uh, I, I'm not one of those people who think you can be pro-solution and that's all, but you do have to have a solution for it. Yeah. And that is one of the big solutions that have helped save lots of babies
1: because and I, honestly i think it has you know there's no way for us to know this side of the eschaton or eschaton um but i bet these kinds of organizations have helped save a lot of souls
0: yeah yeah because you know when look they i i know that they've done like polls and stuff to see you know to ask me when are the moments when you decided to become uh, a Christian as opposed to a secularist or whatever. Mm -hmm. And there are certain turning points in most people's lives or certain, there are certain points at people's lives where they do this. Number one is when they're a kid. Number two is say when they turn 18 or 21 and they have to start deciding for themselves. Uh, For a lot of people, it's when they get married and for an awful lot of people, it's that first child.
1: Oh, right. It's right. when you suddenly a child realize it does something to you.
0: Yeah. You can't be the same person anymore. Not all people uh answer that call.
1: Right. But a lot do. But it, lot it's when, and so if you can just get the mother to say, Okay, I'll carry the baby to term, well wait a minute, that act itself can end up being an invitation to grace. And if she's being helped
0: by people to do that, mm-hmm. it now becomes... It, it, there's nothing wrong with us being attractive. Like, all oh, these people are good people. They yeah. care about people. Yeah. They, You know, uh, I don't have a problem with fighting, but uh, we need to know when to fight. And um, with a mother who's considering abortion, that's not necessarily the time to fight. At least not with the mother. Right, right. Now... The, the question has come up of, okay, what kind of consequence should there be for mothers who choose to have an abortion? And I, I'm like, not even... That's
1: so far down the road, though. Yeah. I mean, you got to get to the point of criminalizing first. Well, I mean, obviously, the first step is to criminalize the the performance of the act which is the doctor yeah. the so-called doctor they're not really doctors the abortionist um
0: you eliminate the ease of which a woman might make that decision right.
1: first and and then it and then when you know let let's let's for a moment accept the the myth of the back alley abortions which which i th- i think was a myth that it yeah. was never a real thing anyway but let's accept that myth for a moment then, I think it was mostly prostitutes
0: who would fall into yeah, that. Yeah,
1: probably. Now that it's back alley, okay, then you can say, okay, the the everybody involved is indictable yeah. on some kind of crime then in that case. Yeah,
0: but you know, the thing is, again, let's not forget that most of the people being aborted are black and poor. Mm-hmm. These are women who are in positions that they've been used, not just by, uh, by say their boyfriends, but by the state, but systematically they've been used and brought under a welfare system that, um, that has encouraged them not to have families in the traditional sense. Right. You know, I, and we know this exists. You, you, There's something wrong with you, if you would deny this, that the people in the welfare system have been uh, manipulated to not just get there, but stay there. And it's that same kind of manipulation that would drive them to an abortion clinic. Mm -hmm. Not that they're free of guilt in any way, shape or form, but when you see a junkie, your first uh, your first you know instinct isn't to punish him right, right. I mean, I mean
1: he's, he's just jonesing really, really bad or whatever. It's like okay, whatever circumstances led him here. well, think of it this way. I mean, it, you know because because I was thinking about this this the other day um in, in a kind of a different context but but I think mm-hmm. it still works. um think of somebody who it, it like is raised in a tribe of cannibals. Mm-hmm. Oh you know, actually you know what the heck like Robinson Crusoe uh his his man uh Friday right he was he was raised a cannibal You know I never read that Okay so whatever just think of somebody raised as in a tribe of, from the time that they're young from the time that yeah. maybe even like like too young to even start understanding the difference of between right and wrong you know we we say the age yeah. of reason what around 7 around there mm-hmm. Uh, let's say like from the age of five they're participating in uh their their tribal ritual um you, you know murders of, of either somebody captured from another tribe or somebody who's sick in their own tribe or whatever it is and they're just raised that way okay so now as an adult um you know they they go and they behave the way that they were raised to do well, are they are they free of guilt for, you know, the other tribe members that they murder and that kind of stuff? Well, no, but at the same time, it's like you, you kind of, when you think of them as a five-year-old and a seven-year-old and think about what that means they're going to become, you got to have some kind of, you kind of feel sorry for them at that five-year-old age, that that's how they're being trained and brought up. Right. And and so you when you think of okay, there's people in American society that are brought up in a way that they're just kind of told again and again and they're treated again and again in a way to suppress that motherly instinct. And then they they end up with a baby inside of them and it's like, well, the obvious solution is go get an abortion. Okay, you know, you obviously they're not wholly unaccountable for that, but at the same time There's a whole lot of other people that you blame for them being there and even for them following through with the decision.
0: Yeah. And if they're not one of the ones fighting for the right to cannibalize, well, then do you really need to have the fight with them? Right. You know what I mean? These women who are going to get abortions, they're not necessarily the ones out there fighting for abortion rights. They're not
1: lobbying their congressmen. They're not giving speeches they're just trying to live a life that they that they feel is an impossible situation and so
0: in a sense it, they are one of the victims yeah i I, um, I have to agree with that i i don't i don't tend to extend to them a victim status the way we would with the babies
1: but um, they're a victim of the same we way get a boy growing up in you know in a cannibal tribe as a victim or a young man who, you know, you know, these 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 various uh, uh, military groups like in Africa or whatever, um, yeah. Sudanese, and yeah. they come into a, a village, they kill everybody, but they take the young children, put a gun in their hands and say, okay, you've got to help kill. us kill the other people in your village. And they make them do it. And then they grow them up to be soldiers. At that point, or, they're victims though. Or the way a junkie,
0: is introduced at a young age to a fun life of you know heroin or whatever drug, and you know I, okay I mm-hmm. guess when they're when you're twelve did you always make the best decisions? But if if heroin's always around as a twelve year old and you're experimenting,
1: I don't. It wasn't there for me, so would I wouldn't have made really, that decision. Uh, yeah, I mean I, I'm trying to think. Wow, you know, some of the things that are temptations today if they were as available when I was 12, it's like, wow. I don't know. Uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> my life would have just gone a whole different direction. Right. So I'm not
0: saying we should have our whole movement around the, quote, the women who are, quote, victims, but they are, in a sense, victims. You've got to recognize,
1: it, it, recognize that as well.
0: Right. Um. Now, I, I don't, I do think they're making too big of a deal of it. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, it's like, it's like, come on, okay, but they are killing their they, babies. Yeah, I mean, you—that you, has to be
1: recognized. Well, you know, like there, what, what was the, uh, the the women exploited by abortion? Uh, Weba. yeah, right. I, I, was that a Cincinnati yeah. thing or is that national?
0: I think that's national, but I know there's a couple different brands of
1: that groups like that. Okay, the, or, the, yeah. or like St. or like uh, what was it, like Rachel's Vineyard and, or and Rachel's like Vineyard, yeah. So anyway, but but the thing is these groups they recognize the victimhood they 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 seek out to treat the women themselves as victims but not by like rationalizing out like i remember having a discussion with somebody who was was part of one of these groups or or knew somebody who was and there was a woman that you know had had an abortion and she ended up getting sent to that group Well, she came back and she said, oh my, those are horrible people. Why did you send me there? Well, it turned out that she, you know, the reason she felt that was because she was not ready to face her own actions. Because what they do in these groups is they say, and and they, you know, make it clear, you killed your baby. Yeah. That's what we have to help you recover from. Not that... You know, they don't couch it in flowery language or sugarcoat it. You killed your baby. That's the starting <laughs> point. Now, let's start working about how you seek forgiveness from God and that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. Um. There was one more point that I wanted to make about all this. Let me think here.
1: Wow. That's, that, I did not know that Randall Terry became Catholic, and that just really excites me. That made my day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know either. That's why... I, I was over there just like I said filling in a few holes I couldn't quite remember and then she said that he's Catholic and
1: uh come on. You know who else became Catholic before he died? And and he was never a he never became what you would call a leader, but he certainly was, became a a force uh within, I guess, because uh, of his his turnaround is uh Dr. Bernard Nathanson. The The silent scream doctor. Yeah, yeah, I did know that. And Um, he, you know, he estimated that he had performed what, somewhere over 70,000 abortions. Well, he eventually became Catholic before he died. I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's a powerful conversion. When you think of somebody who, in order to accept the grace of Christ and come into the church, he has to also accept that he has done all of this evil. And yet to, to see, the possibility of, of forgiveness and Christ's mercy.
0: Yeah. You know, um, the. I guess, you know, one of the final points here is that the, the problem of these wimpy pro-lifers, it's the same today as it was in the 80s. And if you're looking for a way to combat that or a way out of it, then don't start with the popular movements that, are advertised at your local church. Right. Ignore them. Go to an abortion clinic and find out what the real pro-lifers do. At any abortion clinic
1: in almost any city, you will find the -the on-the-ground troopers. Talk to them and and say, hey, I want to help you. That's how you help the pro-life. That's the pro-life movement.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah, I, I guess that's... I know there was something else that was right on the tip of my head. I thought, Oh, I should mention this. Um, but I just don't remember what it is now. Um,
1: you know, I, okay. Okay. I'll, I'll mention something and maybe it'll cause you to think of it. Um, but this is going back to our sort of launch. I do have to
0: step away from the thing for a minute here.
1: Oh, okay. Go ahead. This is going back to our launching off point of, um, that, that podcast, the, the Timothy Gordon podcast. And, his main point was anti-abortion not pro-life um but in that in the context of that podcast they they actually talked about a lot of different things but one of the things that they talked about kind of it, it it's kind of two things but related uh but but specifically they got into um the the uh the work of of Abby Johnson who i think everybody knows used to be the you know the um, the uh, the Planned Parenthood. Uh, what was she like? A, a director at a Planned Parenthood, or a manager, or something like that? Um, yeah, like an administrator of Planned Parenthood, and and she sort of saw the light, and and now she's very um anti-abortion. Um, but you know, she she falls into maybe what Timothy Gordon would classify as a feminist. Um, in some degrees, and and maybe she is. And he, you know, but, but the thing that he pointed out was, hey, wait a minute. One of the things we should not be doing in the pro life movement is having prior bad actors be our leaders and, and sort of front persons. Now, um, to the extent that we've, we've just like covered in this whole podcast, she's not really because the, the so called pro life movement that she, is involved in is the more pro, polite pro life movement. It's she it's said, the right to life, the the forty days, a trophy, and all all sorts of things like that. But yeah. here's the thing that that I want to say about that, though. In in terms of any kind of like leadership position in in a, a cause like anti abortion, is that if somebody steps into a you know if there's not if there's not something being done that ought to be done. And then somebody steps into it. You can't really criticize them for doing that as a prior bad actor. In other words, you know, it's like, okay, but who else is, who else was going to do it? Nobody was doing it until they started doing it. And now that's getting done. Okay, you, you've got to accept that as as a win.
0: And would you uh, complain about Mary Magdalene, or uh, well, that's a good point? I never Augustine. even thought of it in
1: those terms? Yeah, Mary Magdalene as as then one of the most devoted followers of Jesus.
0: But you know, aside from that, okay, I never cared for the 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 movie they made about her. I I thought it was dumb. Oh yeah, um, I, I you know,
1: but I haven't seen it.
0: <laughs> yeah. It. I mean, I guess it's worth watching once, but it I didn't consider it inspiring in any way, shape, or form.
1: That's because you I grew guess up his, around Joe Martin.
0: Yeah. I I was with the real pro life. <laughs> um, his point was that his his buddy had made a talk and it right. was kind of harsh. Mm-hmm. He played it on, on his uh podcast. I couldn't hear a word of it. I, I never hear did hear a single yeah, thing. Me neither. Um he should do something about his up, audio. Maybe, yeah. Problems. It, I, he often has audio problems on his show. Was he? Was he? But,
1: was that? Was that live? Is that why he didn't clean it up? Because like I had think one he shot. was.
0: That was could have been it. The recording I heard was just a bunch Garbage. of echo and I'm like, I, too. I don't know what they're saying. Um, I have bad hearing anyway, so I I do a lot to make sure that the audio on our podcast is as clear as possible.
1: Yeah, guys. I mean, for every hour that we record, Eric probably spends three or four hours producing.
0: Well, not that I'm just much. making that up. Maybe I have. <laughs> no. I, I found a way to make it faster. Okay. It used to be that. Uh, that used to be true. Wow. But I've... Wow. It's amazing little we're still things recording them. that. <laughs> yeah. But i I found ways to make this go a lot faster. But, um... Anyway, his buddy had done a talk at this pro-life event mm-hmm. and it had been erased right. because it was too harsh um, again you're with the wrong people that's all I can tell you right if, yep if you want if you if you want to do good for the pro-life community and if you're a talking head quit spending time with those people and go. Go to the streets. Mm-hmm. That's where you'll find the pro-life movement. And
1: then talk about and them. Give, yeah, sen- give, give them exposure. give them some publicity. Help other people know nobody what real pro-lifers are doing. Yeah, I mean, because this is
0: again, you these are the people who collect money. That's their job. Do you is that
1: yeah, how is that you want you to be pro life? Pro-life. Yeah, exactly. Right. Is to
0: keep collecting money for these uh, lobbyists or whatever they do. And the, the, quote, education that uh, is always careful not to show a dead baby. Um, I don't know. I just, just – hey, if you want to know what pro-life is, then get out of your house and get out of the hotels and go to the streets. Right. You'll find it. Believe me, they're there. Right. Um, but the
1: other one – the yeah. other thing I wanted to say is, is regarding Abby Johnson. I mean whether she's appropriate as a so-called leader – of the pro-life movement, regardless of whether she's, you know, fully, uh, converted to a, uh, you know, a a complete, you know, non-feminist Catholics. Regardless of any of that stuff, here's the thing. Her particular ministry or her particular, um, outreach, however you want to think of it, is people who are in the abortion industry, not, not the mothers, I mean obviously she she works for them and and feels for them not the babies obviously she's she you know cares about them but the people who are in the abortion industry and giving them a path out of that industry that doesn't exist anywhere else as a specific outreach and I think I didn't even that's know that was also something that's needed Yeah
0: yeah in in any movement there are a lot of legs Yeah, you know, there are a lot of different people doing different things, and people give in any way they can. Uh, And and we just we went through a few: the Operation Rescue, the Helpers Mass, the Mm -hmm. Sidewall Counselors, the Pregnancy Problem Center. I didn't even know that was her ministry. There's another leg. Yeah. Now the fact that she gets a lot of FaceTime. That's kind of irritate. It irritates me too, because I see the people on the streets not
1: getting any Not getting FaceTime. Face exactly. Right. Exactly. No one
0: knows who Joe Martin is. Right. People ought to know who Joe Martin is. The guy's insane. It's, if nothing else but than for the entertainment value of knowing him.
1: <laughs> yeah. Someday
0: I'm going to write a book about the guy. Um, but yeah, okay. I know as soon as we stop. Recording. I'm going to think. Oh, I meant to talk about this. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, you I know. Uh, even in the political side of this, mm-hmm. because the political side we all know of is the side that uh, that we've all learned to not trust and right. dislike, and they're yeah, not I really pro life.
1: Even in the in the mid late 80s, it was common rhetoric yeah. among the real pro life movement. That the two parties are basically the same anyway.
0: Yeah, and I mean even you know Reagan, this pro life president, uh, the first pro life president,
1: it was like he he wouldn't touch us with a ten foot pole. Uh, you know what I I I, I Trump cut was the slack. first one. I don't. I mean I I don't I don't know whether Reagan like wouldn't touch us with a ten foot pole or whether he just didn't see the need because in in Reagan's day, I mean you're talking he was elected initially in 1980. And yeah. his his main administrative focus and accomplishment was the downfall of the Soviet Union, although it didn't include a complete defeat of communism, unfortunately. But right. I kind of cut him a, a little bit of slack because he fell into that era where somebody who's a little bit isolated and, and a little bit naive about history could still believe without being a complete dunderhead – um, that abortion was going to be taken care of and there didn't need to be a full-fledged movement. Yeah. That, that's why I cut him that slack. That, okay. I didn't cut George Bush that slack. No, it was obvious by the time. Now, I don't know. I think, I think George Bush, the son, was a little bit better in that regard than George Bush Sr., wasn't he? Yeah. Although none of them bit, showed up at but, the March for Life. Right. which was the march Trump. for life was kind of like a amalgam some of most of it was probably the polite pro life like you would think of
0: yeah most of it is <laughs> most of it but is but you
1: could get in there as as one of the yeah one of the scrappy ones too but
0: it, it it also it was enough to keep the real movement going because it showed us it shows us year after year
1: there's a lot of support for this
0: yeah the country's still behind us. We yeah. still need to fight this. And the fact we, that they, we, they caved. No I need agree to with give Gordon
1: up. on this. The fact that they caved on COVID and turned it into a. Oh my a, goodness. Yeah,
0: that was awful. My goodness. Yeah, that's terrible. But it's what you would expect these people to do. Yeah. Right. Um, the, the sidewall counselors didn't get, stop going down there. I guarantee it.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Co- COVID did not stop the real pro-life movement.
0: Yeah. Uh, and I I know for a fact, mom went to the that that uh, helpers' mass mm-hmm. every Saturday during yep. all that time. She probably wasn't wearing a mask. <laughs> no one was. Um, but anyway, the the political movement. There was also a grassroots movement, mm-hmm. a political side to it. After the oh. the uh,
1: Operation Rescue died, yes, uh, you remember it, yes, and it. Now that was in Cincinnati. Yeah, I don't know it, if it took it place. It did anywhere happen else. in a couple
0: other cities. Did it? They, okay, they, it did happen in a couple cities at once. It did eventually. It was eventually defeated.
1: It was an attempt but, to take over the Republican Party by filling it with people at the precinct and ward level precinct captains, yeah. uh ward chairmen, and so on and so forth, because everything flows up from them. Who would then, yeah. in the Republican Party committees of the cities and then eventually of the states, be committed to only endorsing candidates who were solidly pro-life, solidly against yeah. abortion? And that... Um
0: that was I I don't know if it was like a 4 year or an 8 year project. It w- it was a long time. I know that. And we put a lot of time a
1: into that. Oh god. Well, I mean, our house growing up, well, not growing up, but but in those years our house was was sort of the real headquarters. It was the center. Yeah. It was the headquarters of the was, movement in Cincinnati. Yeah. And
0: there were people there. You go down 3 in the morning, there's a group of people at a table with papers yeah. you know stuffing envelopes filling stuff, flyers yeah, whatever like,
1: i mean our dad had a printing press so that that made that you know valuable and he was fully committed and that was that in itself was something because he
0: didn't he find that in the garbage
1: oh gosh yeah he did i remember helping him pick that up he he in fact he he almost broke you know the the lift that he built where the the cellar stairs used to be yeah and he almost yeah. broke that lift getting it down into the basement because it was so, it was. But a, I
0: think he made that lift a, specifically for, for the that, press.
1: That could be, yeah. So he needed to yeah. get a printing press down into the basement. So in order to to, it was just like a big offset printing press. It, it, well, not newspaper size, but you know, right? Printing room size, and yeah. and he uh, so we, we he thought, well, I got to get this down in the basement. So he tore out the stairs and built a lift. But I think it almost broke the lift uh, because it was so heavy. Yeah,
0: yeah. And uh, I don't know how he got that thing out of there.
1: It's gone. <laughs> well, That's now. true. How did he get it out of the basement? That must be. I have no idea. Even more trouble.
0: <laughs> I think he gave it away for scrap. Uh huh. So scrappers are like, yeah, we'll do anything to get that out of there because <laughs> that sucker's going to be worth some money.
1: Well, that's funny because that's <laughs> you'll you'll think of that line again. yeah um
0: but he yeah so it was it was a big movement and it took a long time and it was eventually kind of just defeated Mm -hmm. and there was a point at which everybody realized the republican party is so well infiltrated by nothing but just I, i don't even know what you call them they're political animals?
1: I mean, they're it's, cowards. It's, yeah, yeah. They're, they're just, politicians. Let, they're disgusting. Say it in its most smarmy context and, and, and uh, meaning. They were politicians. And not yeah. only, not only even the at party, the bottom levels, but even the judiciary. I, I mean, we, we've known judges have been awful for a while. Yeah. But like the Ohio Supreme Court acknowledged, uh, that the, these were the platform Republicans, is what they were called. Acknowledged, yeah, that's right, that they were technically correct in their assertion that they had successfully um, captured leadership, take you know, acquired leadership of right. the Republican Party Committee in, in Hamilton County, and they said, but they just but ignored us. We're we're not gonna you know we're gonna still rule for the other side. In other words, they granted the finding in fact and then ruled for the other side just because they felt like it would be too disruptive that people were able to do that.
0: Yeah. That, and that's it, how it smarmy. Down to, this is
1: the judges who should be yeah. you know, politically
0: uh, aloof. It came down to a meeting where, um, I mean, it ended up, the, they were kind of thrown out eventually.
1: Dave, well, what happened were, uh, was there. There was a there was we they had, had the cops the, there and everything. The platform Republicans, following exactly and strictly the bylaws of the Republican um, Committee of Hamilton County, acquired the necessary signatures no, and then no, the no, necessary no, no. attendance. No. What are you saying? I'm sorry. Oh, okay. You're saying, I'm saying no, else. no. Okay. Because
0: uh, Bell is trying to open a box with a giant. Here,
1: that. Oh, she's going to cut herself. Yeah, she's going to cut her
0: finger off.
1: <laughs> okay. So anyway, the platform Republicans, following the bylaws of the Republican uh, Party of Hamilton County, acquired the necessary yeah. signatures um, for a ad hoc meeting uh, for leadership election, performed the meeting, executed the meeting exactly according to the bylaws, and elected new leaders for the Hamilton Uh, County Republican Committee Yeah It was completely by the books They went into the headquarters uh, Presumed to sit down, take over And then there was obviously A big thing, it got all the way to the Ohio Supreme Court, the Ohio Supreme Court Said, yep, you actually Did follow the bylaws by the letter But we're still going to roll in favor Of the uh, You know, the the prior uh, Committee Leadership Yeah so it's like, well, if judges, if if state Supreme Court judges are not willing to apply the letter of the law, what are you left with? Right. So guess what Bella just showed me? Okay. A Spinosaurus tooth. Spinosaurus tooth? Yeah. What's a Spinosaurus? i never heard of that. Spinosaurus. Look
0: it up. Uh, Google it real quick. And it, it's spino. Saurus. It's pretty cool. So she's got a prehistoric tooth here.
1: That's what was in the box she was opening? Yeah. So like with like provenance papers that show that that's what it really is and stuff?
0: Well, it, that's what uh, they advertised it as. I don't know. Whoa. How would you prove it? It
1: says it's the largest of all known terrestrial carnivores. That must be even yeah. bigger than... than it's not a water base and it must be bigger than Tyrannosaurus Rex.
0: Yeah, but the the tooth we have is I don't know, about an inch long, inch and a half maybe. There there are bigger ones you can get,
1: but uh pretty cool. You know? Suggests that it was forty one to 60, 59 feet in length. Wow. So this thing is bigger technically than Tyrannosaurus Rex or Gigantosaurus. Yeah. Wow. And she's got a tooth, huh? Yeah. Neat. Take a picture. Cool. Put it on our uh, okay. Put it on yeah, our I'll podcast on the site. Thing.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> um, so our point in talking about all that is that even the grassrooting pro-lifers tried that political move that um, the quote the, the the forty days for life people are doing now. Right. You know the right to lifers. Yeah. We tried that, and that's why we know. The right to lifers are
1: wasting their time. Yeah, I now, just I agree that you have to keep now. Maybe some kind they're of not, I don't know, but I mean I, yeah. I agree with with the the you know I I would not want to see them go away, but that's not where it's at. But Donald Trump was
0: the first politician to bring real movement in the pro life. Yeah, but movement. you know why? Because he went from the top down instead of the bottom up. No,
1: that's not why. why? It's Because he wasn't a politician. Yeah. <laughs> I mean like I said you apply yeah. a politician the term politician with all the smarminess and 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 ugliness that it includes but the and one he, person who has occupied the White House that that doesn't apply to at all is Donald Trump and he wasn't embarrassed of it no he wasn't afraid to show his face with
0: us and say I'm one of you and they're one of me um and suddenly we very could possibly See a start uh, to the end happening this summer. We we don't know See what's how that goes. Yeah, happen, I mean I'm nervous about I that know. one. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm not real hopeful. I'm
1: I'm, but I'm, it, I'm nervous about all those who are predicting because it's like okay, all these that are predicting get everybody's hopes up, and then it doesn't happen. And then yeah, what's going like, to happen? Oh. Is that just going to be another blow that that swipes another thirty percent of people away from the ability to kind of keep moving forward with the movement?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, it's nerve wracking and, but, but if it, if it happens, it is because of Trump. Yeah, absolutely. First of all, second of all, if it happens, um, I hope we don't waste that, that, that
1: momentum. We gotta re, re, we gotta re-energize the momentum in all the states all at once.
0: Yeah. And, and it, we gotta re-energize the grassroots. That's again. right. That's right. So, okay, that's uh, that's about all I had to say. I don't think I have the- anything else. All right. Well, let's talk about news. Then. All right. Again, we're gonna start off with Russia. First and foremost, uh, the the Pope Francis has sent. I you know they're calling it an invitation order. I don't personally. I don't see. That big of a difference. I don't think. And and but he's asking the bishops to make the consecration. He does say to the entire human race, but he also mentions specifically Russia and Ukraine, which I see differ I see different texts from Sister Lucia. And I know in one of them I saw that Jesus and Mary were asking the Pope. To consecrate the world, especially Russia, to her Immaculate Heart and to His Sacred Heart. It seems I—I thought I remember seeing that, but I do know there's a bunch. There's several different <clears throat> texts uh, describing what is needed. And if you listen to our last week's podcast, we went into a lot more detail and talked about the fact that anyone who claims to know everything about this is lying because there's a lot of things we don't have any way of knowing about this entire subject. So, it looks to me like Pope Francis is doing what Mary asked. And apparently at this point, even those people who think Pope Benedict is the Pope are going to be satisfied here because Pope Benedict's going to be a part of it. Now, I don't, you know, well, he's not leading it. Well, who cares? It's still the bishops of all the way, you know... I think, uh, I don't know. Some people, there are some people who will never be happy. Um, because even those people don't know exactly what Sister Lucia said, but we do know that this is coming this Friday. To me, it's huge. And, uh, I think we should be grateful for that. And let's see what I'm happens. I'm a little bit
1: excited for it, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. Say a rosary that day, I think. Yeah, East. everybody
1: else joins. Say your rosary.
0: Yeah. Um, now I guess Russia has banned, it hasn't banned YouTube yet, but it's considering it, but it has banned Facebook and Instagram as extremist sites. And it's also banned, uh, Euronews from Russian, I don't know, I don't know how how do they do that? How does Russia ban a website?
1: <clears throat> they have do They just like they have like They control the ISPs that, that are on the the edges of of uh like traffic coming into their country and stuff like that mm-hmm. that have really really smart software to detect where the traffic's coming from because mm-hmm. like when when you encrypt um like, like HTTPS, for example. Okay, so it's encrypted. Yeah. But all you're doing is encrypting the content. You're not encrypting the source or destination of the communication. Right. And so they're able to do that. And okay, wait a minute. These are the sets of IP addresses that map to the servers that provide, say, YouTube video or whatever. Now, the thing yeah. is... Well, okay. Well, then, in order to really be complete, they have to then also find IP addresses of servers that supply um, proxy. Yeah, ser- well, I'm thinking like server side proxies. Like, okay, well, I, I want to yeah. get to YouTube, but I don't want it to be obvious that YouTube is what I'm getting to. Um, so, yeah, that, that I, I don't know if they can completely do it, and I think it's I think such things are still not quite popularly used so that it would yeah. still put a big dent in people who end up being able to view say YouTube or whatever.
0: Right. Yeah. And it would make a lot of people scared to use it cuz they don't want to go to jail. Right. So uh an anti-NATO protest is held in Bulgaria. Um they're opposing Bulgaria from selling weapons to Ukraine. So I didn't I didn't even know there was up until now I haven't seen any anti NATO protests. Yeah. But I I think they exist and I think they exist more than we know. Oh. Especially and I'll bet they exist in Ukraine.
1: Anti NATO because they don't want Ukraine to join NATO.
0: Yeah. They would rather Ukraine join Russia or maintain or, independence. Yeah,
1: just be Ukraine.
0: There are two sections of Ukraine that have broken off of Ukraine they're calling themselves independent oh i don't they're not calling themselves part of russia and i don't think russia's attacking them that's interesting um let's see the i guess mariupol is one of the cities that they're fighting in right. um russia gives them till five on monday russia gave them till 5am to surrender the city uh, Ukraine said no we're not going to surrender the city and I guess it was later that uh, Russia attacks and they have forcefully deported several thousand people from that city to various places in Russia so oh. they're taking Ukrainians and I I have to think these are some kind of like uh, you know Re-education camps, maybe gulags.
1: Oh, the, the places in Russia.
0: Yeah, they're, they're taking them to camps or remote cities in Russia. If I, if I'm reading this right, they're taking Ukrainians in a city that's been conquered or nearly conquered, and they are taking them out of Ukraine to Russia, which would be scary. Yeah. I mean, we all saw, I mean, you can't forget those gulags and and the kind of things that were happening and, you know, right. people disappearing and being sent to 20 years of hard labor because uh, no free market existed. The only way to get work done uh, was to force people to do it. And it's hard to force someone to do it when you're also offering them, uh, you know, welfare or whatever they want to call it. So a lot of the work was done by gulags. Right. Especially the heavy labor like mining, maybe farming, I don't know. Um, but, I, I don't know. The, the whole region, Russia and Ukraine, are so messed up. Um, Vladimir Putin has agreed to meet with Zelensky. Zelensky says he's ready to meet with Putin. Okay. I don't think a date has been set yet. But Zelensky is saying that he will consider dropping uh Ukraine's quest to join NATO in exchange for a sea fire, ceasefire, ceasefire. Hmm. And I I don't know what's going to come out Let's of see that. But out of it. yeah. 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 both of them could just be talking as they continue to do what they're doing. But cuz I think Zelensky I think Zelensky's going to either end up dead or in a camp at the end of this. Mhm. You know, I don't think he's I don't think he's going to continue to be president no matter what right. or whatever leader they have over there. Um, Russia's not... I don't think they're just going to leave him there. He, he's... I don't know. Um, that's all my news about Russia. Okay. What about other news? The big news is about the Pope. I don't have much of the other news because we're still only have. Normally we record on Thursdays, but it's Tuesday and it's early on Tuesday. So I'm missing like three days. But... uh Kanakal 1915 bridge is open for traffic. This is a bridge that goes between um, the European and Asian continents. It's uh, in Turkey and... Oh, that's all Turkey. Okay, it, it spans across a, str- a strait. But both ends are in Turkey. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Okay. So it's um, 4.7 Six, oh eight. That doesn't make sense. Miles. This is wrong. Hold on. Oh, uh, I'm sorry.
1: Four thousand six hundred eight meters. Oh, okay, okay. And this one is one like like the Mackinac Bridge is one thousand one hundred fifty eight meters. So almost four times as long as the bridge to Mackinac Island. Regardless, it's a freaking long bridge. It is a really long bridge
0: suspension bridge. It's two point something miles. Um, anyway, it's a big old bridge and it's open for traffic. World's longest um, suspension bridge. Ooh, wow. South Korea claims that North Korea has fired more short-range missile uh, multiple rocket launcher into the sea. From a multiple rocket launcher. Like testing? What I don't understand. I guess so. It has yeah, to be testing. testing. But... How long has he been doing this? For a long time now. Why do we care? Yeah. He keeps shooting rockets into the sea, um, or maybe into the wherever. I mean, it's like, okay, he can shoot test missiles. I understand you that. don't want yeah. him testing muscles, but do we shoot that many test missiles? Does anyone? Why... Why do we pay so yeah, is much attention that a attention lot compared to, to what him? other
1: people do? I don't know.
0: Because it's like, <clears throat> we already know that he tests missiles, right. but apparently he doesn't use them. He just keeps testing them. You know? Mm-hmm. But like, I'm going to practice this and I'm going to keep practicing it. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't hurt anyone. Maybe he's just trying to goad North Korea. Because he's been, this has been going on forever. And I'm suddenly it hit me today. Why am I even talking about this? So what if he fired another missile? He's been firing him forever. Doesn't anyone decide suddenly, you know what? Let's just ignore him and not talk about it and see what he does. Oh, well. Um, did you hear about the Boeing in China? Boeing 737NG uh, kills 132 people. Oh, no, it didn't. The plane was at 20,000 feet, and it just went... Straight down. Wow.
1: That's how many people were and on board? Were,
0: yeah. I, I think it was, uh, that problem that those Boeings had with the, no, but I thought that happened either, either at takeoff or at landing. This seems more like a thing where it just, I don't know. But a Boeing crashed in China, killing 132 people on board. Wow. It, uh, descended 20,000 feet. In just over a minute.
1: That's more people than Russia have killed in Mariupol, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just, I just yeah, I have know. to snark at, at the news is reporting at this stuff. <laughs>
0: yeah, they keep talking. Five people died in an attack on a hospital. It's like, yeah, five? Yeah, okay.
1: And then later, like three days later, Where you find out they were else? all soldiers or something like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, because they, as they report deaths... Throughout the uh, news uh, stories, they all say so many people died. Yeah. And they they don't ever say citizens anymore because people were Probably, getting onto that. Yeah. And they're like, wait a minute, these are soldiers. Right. Of course they died. That's what
1: that's you do the in a war. Up to
0: die. <laughs> uh, that's all the news I got.
1: Okay. Well, I got some news. Not a okay. whole lot, a little bit. All right. Uh,. Let's see. Uh, first one. Okay, this is just kind of funny. I mean, if you like nature movies and you like animals, this is just funny. It's fun to watch. It's it's a uh, a video. Did you get my email? By the way, I sent you these.
0: Hey, man, I've got a bunch of Walmart emails. Forget the
1: Walmart. That's later?
0: Oh, later. Go to okay. the first email all right. below
1: all the WalMarts. Okay. So uh, first link on the, on that email. Is a and there's actually a video of it and it's pretty funny. A bear like climbs into a pig sty, ah, <laughs> and watch he's like getting attacked. He finally runs away. The bear runs the away. The bear runs away, and eventually wow. you see him climb. Cow. You see him climb back out of the pig sty. <laughs> he's like he doesn't know what. And he here does. comes the other pig. I know. There's two pigs. <laughs> Look, there he goes. He's gone. <laughs> I'm kicking your ass. It's like, wow. who would have thought? And the bear's like, like twice, twice the size twice of them. The same I mean, it's like, like maybe three times. It's, it's like, it's like our brother Jason running away from a couple of midgets or something. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Wow. That bear's probably embarrassed.
1: He will not be telling that story to his buddies. Yeah. <laughs> Like he stands, he's he gets out of going, the gate. Yeah, there were like thirty of them, and they all had knives.
0: He gets out of the gate, and then he stands there looking at the gate back and forth, like he's trying to decide what to do. Should I just leave, or should I get my buddies?
1: Like he's coming back to the gate. I didn't know bears could he's got, be such wusses. <laughs> That's great. (laughs) All right. Okay, so... (laughs) I don't know what category to think of this. I don't know, maybe Darwin Awards? Uh, But apparently a man in Florida... uh, The news story says taken wild to another level. I would say took stupid to another level. Uh, He called the police in order to come and test his... Package of crystal meth that he had bought to make sure that it was the real deal.
0: Did he think they wouldn't take it, or I,
1: who knows what he thought? the The police, the sheriff's uh, office, has no hypothesis on why he decided that this might be a good idea. Turned out it really was crystal meth, so he's been arrested. <laughs> huh.
0: Some guys just aren't.
1: He, he I guess smart. he you, he tried it a little bit didn't get as high as he expected and so he called the police I guess maybe under the influence of the crystal meth to say hey I don't maybe think this stuff not... is real come test it for me <laughs>
0: wow that... I don't know what to make of it <laughs> Here, here's the thing he's got drug brain and you know I don't know a whole mm-hmm. lot of druggies but I do know some mm-hmm. and there's a thing that happens where just The normal processing of information, uh, is, 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 uh, it's hampered. Even when you're not on the drugs. Yeah. You have a problem. This is why druggies fall into cults so often. Mm -hmm. Because even when they get out of the drugs or somebody gets them out of the drugs, they don't make good decisions because they, It takes a long time for them to
1: lose drug brain. I guess so. And And drug brain must be just like so, I don't know, separated from cause and effect.
0: Yeah, they just, they really simple things they can't figure out. And it's just, they do weird, dumb things like join cults or weird religions. And, uh, that's just what they do. (laughs) And, or, you know, I, I mean, we've, We've got a nephew who's done all kinds of crazy things, and you know what the crazy things he's done. And it's just not, he wasn't high for all of them, or drunk. A lot of them are just stupid things he does because he's got drug brain. Yeah. And that's what happens when you stay on drugs for a long time. You should not make any decisions concerning your life until you've been
1: off drugs for at least two years. You know, and even if it's just weed, knowing that that is sound advice should keep you from ever getting on drugs.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, All so right. this guy. Well, the uh,
1: the uh, Hernando County Sheriff's Office uh, decided to go ahead and sort of push this to the next level on social media. They are promoting their drug te- testing service. They say, If you or someone you know have doubts about the authenticity of any illegal narcotics you have on hand or have obtained from another person, the Hernando County Sheriff's Office is pleased to provide this service free of charge.
0: Well, that's nice <laughs> of them. <laughs> I wonder how many other druggies are going to call them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can you come, t- I got some. If I were a reporter or something, I would go ahead and call with some, I don't know,
1: sugar or something. Uh, yeah, just kind of, hey, let's, let's test out your testing service. See how good you really I wanna do. I want to see how this works. <laughs> yeah, Is if this I legit? If I in the area, I would do that. <laughs> All right, 2020 or anybody out there, 48 hours or something. All right. Yeah,
0: test out. <laughs> All right, what do we got?
1: Next. Uh, so you remember the... the uh, um, cart. It wasn't really cartoon. It was more like like, not claymation, but 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 one of those kinds of things about the Santa with the Rudolph the red nosed reindeer that we always watched. Yeah, as Rudolph. Kids. Okay. Well, you're yeah. I, and that. I mean, it's kind of funny because we always loved to watch that as kids, and then I watched I watched it once as as an adult, and I'm like, oh my gosh, Santa is such an asshole in this. Yeah, he is. Okay. Come to
0: think of it. Well, anyway,
1: regardless of Santa's behavior, uh, you remember the island of misfit toys? Yeah. Okay. The, uh, the 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 Charlie the in the box train with the square and stuff yeah. like that. Okay. Hey, Charlie in the box. Nobody wants <laughs> to play with the, the Charlie box. in the box.
0: I never could figure that one out. And there was another <laughs> like one that that was like, "Why is that toy?" In Just misfit? call yourself Jack. <laughs> Yeah. There were a couple toys on that that it's didn't like, make yeah, sense. Yeah,
1: okay, okay. Now, the train with square wheels, I could get.
0: Uh, that was obvious. I, I always but felt sorry for that has, <laughs> If an elephant has pink dots, so what? Yeah,
1: I mean, there's pink elephants. Kids would
0: play with an elephant, yeah. <laughs> it was a drunken
1: yeah <laughs> the toy for the drunken kids <laughs> <laughs> all right anyway so this this island in maine uh Ma- i'm going to mispronounce it i'm sure matinicus island in maine has a library yeah. uh on which they kind of have it as their mission to uh take in books that have been either banned or somehow fallen out of favor elsewhere um mm. So, for example, To Kill a Mockingbird by Harper Lee or The Handmaid's Tale by Margaret Atwood, Grapes of Wrath by John Steinbeck. Actually, I don't know why those would be considered... What? uh, Like, like banned books, because we had to read those in high school. Um, I... Wait a minute. But anyway... Grapes Grapes of Wrath is banned? Any books that at some point were banned, which I think all of those were, uh, this island wants to make them part of their library connect- collection. Um,
0: I wonder if they're going to have uh, I guess the most banned books in the. Co- I guess
1: books that have been banned in the most places maybe? Maybe. But I still don't understand. When was Grapes of Wrath banned? Uh, let me look it up.
0: Or To Kill a Mockingbird for all that matters.
1: Hold on. So the Grapes of Wrath Oh, 1939. Yeah. I mean, you know, at some time... Okay, in, in, this in, was... Yeah, it's, 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 not, it's usually historically not... Oh, okay. So... So, are they going to
0: include uh, politically unpopular
1: books now? That's... Like Dr. Seuss? That's what I'm wondering. I mean, can, can you go get the, the banned Dr. Seuss books there? Uh, or... Are they going to have books like
0: the world's dirtiest jokes?
1: Well, when when, when it eventually becomes banned, are they going to include the Bible? Yeah, we'll have to see. I'm gonna I'm gonna look more into it this. It says that the island if- only has 100 year-round residents, and a live-and-let-live live tolerance and appreciation for differences is essential. But they, but that the books listed are all liberal books.
0: You know, sort of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, which it's not. I'm not saying that I liked The Grapes of Wrath. I didn't read To Kill a Mockingbird. I kind of like. I the really
1: liked To Kill a Mockingbird. I was well, well, on Grapes of Wrath. Really? Yeah.
0: I. But I can see why it's more Steinbeck. your kind of book than mine. Yeah. As a writer, I just I really liked the the writing and the flow of his. Uh, mm-hmm. I I think he's a great artist. John Steinbeck. What other books did he and, write? Yeah, you're right. Come to think of it, uh, well, he wrote the uh, the two guys, Lenny and
1: well, that was the Grapes of Wrath. Oh no, 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 of Mice and Men.
0: Of Mice and Men. Oh, he yeah. wrote
1: that too. That's right. Okay. And he wrote uh, East of Eden. I think. Yeah, that was him.
0: Yeah. Which kind of dragged on a little, but um, you know, yeah, I've okay, I, I I I all I, read
1: much of his. Maybe I should read him a little bit more.
0: Of he is. You're right. He's kind of a, a, a depressing writer. And I like the depressing books that's more right. than... That's right. You
1: do like the depressing... in the pr- depressing movies, too. I mean, like, you really yeah. liked, for example, uh, No Country for Old Men. And I was like, oh, yeah, man, that That kind of left me empty. That's one of my favorite books.
0: See? And then... uh Scanner Darkly is my other favorite book. Okay, I didn't. I didn't
1: read the book, A Scanner Darkly, yet. I intend to. I watched the movie, and I really liked the end.
0: If you see the movie, you probably, and not read the book, you're thinking, "Well, you just said depressing, and then you said Scanner Darkly." Believe it or not, even though the conversations in the movie are almost word for word for the ones in the book. The book is a depressing version of the movie. Really? Wow! It is because the movie you read the book, is like probably the movie's won't depressing laugh once,
1: but it ends on this like it's just funny. a faint note oh, of hope. Yeah,
0: kinda. But uh, I, you don't get that hope from the book. There is that hope in the book. It's harder kinda. harder to find. <laughs> but no, it's just it's harder to swallow as hope. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and also. But the conversations don't make you laugh in the book. Oh. I don't know why. I don't know why they're funny in the movie and they're not in the book. It, I guess it shows you how good an actor, um, the, you know, Woody Harrelson and uh, what's his name are.
1: Oh, in the, the movie? Guy. Yeah. What, what yeah. is his name? Which, wait, what, are you talking about A Scanner Darkly? A Scanner Darkly. Uh, so Robert Downey Jr., Keanu Reeves, Woody Harrelson, Keanu Reeves, and then the other guy. Yeah. Who's who's the guy that? uh... Dead. Woody Harrelson. No, 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 no. But but the other guy was was the guy who's who's uh he's a little bit stockier, maybe chubbier. Um, shoot, he was in um, he was in Executive Decision.
0: What are you ta- who, Which character are you talking about? You're talking about Freck.
1: I don't know the characters' names. It's been so long since I watched that movie. Hold on just a minute, though. Roy Cochrane? Oliver Platt. Wasn't he in it? Oliver Platt wasn't. I don't think so. Who do you think he was? He was the guy who was seeing the the, the bugs coming out of his dog and stuff at the very beginning?
0: No, that's... Roy Cochrane is his name. That was Charles Freck. The... Oh, Roy... Freck okay. is the guy okay. it was... Somehow
1: I thought he was Oliver Platt.
0: No. Okay. That's. I don't think he was really in anything else. Uh, not much, anyway.
1: Well, you know what? I'm. I'm looking at Goodreads now. I mean, because that book is. So we talk about giant John Steinbeck, but like a scanner, darkly yeah. <laughs> is Philip K. Dick. Yeah. Um. What What do you think? Uh. About the book, and I'm looking on Goodreads right now, uh, and there's a book they've got. It's got a 5 rate, 5.0 rating. It's only got one rating. Whatever you do to the rest of you, your mind belongs to Lascate. <laughs> did, did they suggest that to you? It's on Goodreads. Did they? Was it? No, no, of, no, no, no. I, I, I looked. You, okay. I, I did a search. <laughs> okay. But it says about the author, Philip K. Dick. <laughs> I we can't even talk about that. We can't even say why that's funny. Sorry guys. Let's
0: just We're not allowed to say anything else about that book.
1: <laughs> okay. Bye-bye. All right.
0: Um where are we? We've got misfit toys. Oh shoot. Yeah, misfit no. toys,
1: misfit books, band books misfit and books. and that's the that's okay. you know Steinbeck and and so on, all of the band books. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh the- next. So you you remember I said we're going to you're, it's going to be funny that you said this. You were talking about scrappers with Dad yeah. getting the printing press out of the basement. Well, <laughs> here, an Alabama man was accused of stealing a seventy-ton crane. Apparently, the crane was was left in like an area of the woods, and the guy called a tow truck, uh, not the kind that you could just tow a car with. And said, yeah, I need right. the, the, the guy who owned this gave it to me. I need it towed out of here so I can scrap it for, you know, scrap cost. Wow. Well. Tried to steal. He was, he ended up being arrested. The guy never gave it to him. Yeah. Uh, 26-year-old wow. Clanton man arrested Tuesday on probation violation, first degree theft charges. The uh, thing is, it's like. He called a wrecker service, said he had a 70-ton crane to pull out of the woods.
0: And here's this 20-ton crane, a picture of it. 70-ton. I guess they did pull it out. Yeah, not 20-ton, 70-ton. Yeah. I guess they did pull it out eventually. They must have pulled... But the thing is, why was it in the woods? Why was it in the woods? And who owned the woods? Well, the guy who did not give it to him. I guess it's... I, I mean... But it's, it's, uh, it
1: looks like an army piece of equipment. It does, doesn't it? It's got camo on it and stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a big... I mean, I mean, it looks like it could lift a tank up or something. Maybe that's what it
0: was. <laughs> I mean, you see things I like know. that and you wonder... Like, what the heck? How did this get into the middle how of the woods? How did it get there? What's it doing here? Mm-hmm. We see things like that in the woods every now and then. Like when we go to the, the gorge trips. And, right. Um... Yeah,
1: we see some crazy stuff in the woods, but
0: but a seventy-ton uh, crane—that's that's that's out there, huh? <laughs> anyway,
1: what's all the what's all the Walmart? Okay, the Walmart. So this isn't really—I I don't know—it doesn't quite count as my normal nonsense story. But yeah. um, last week, a. Uh, distribution, a Walmart distribution center in my city caught fire. Okay, so that first one, three and a half miles away. Okay. Okay. About a thousand employees got out of it safely. Nobody was killed. One of those employees knows how the fire started. <laughs> but apparently yeah, he's not does. talking. Because they say it'll probably be a couple of weeks before they know anything. <laughs> the morning after... Um, I saw. Hey, look at that! Next morning, even though all the firefighters had been working the previous day and that kind of stuff, I saw the smoke drifting across the road. How much smoke was okay. there from the fire? The morning after, um, the smoke still, you know, billowing or whatever. Oh, so
0: well, it's just the next day. I mean, that's, well, do you remember when camp? Get that oh, you hot. weren't
1: you weren't that old when when camp burned down. It was like that too. I mean, it's like yeah. it was the next. Day Sunday, that we went out to check it out during the day, and it's like there's heaping piles of ashes, but in smoke was coming out of all of them. And that was just a tiny little house, yeah, like a cabin.
0: Whole, uh, distribution center, it's good that these things burn down.
1: <laughs> what you mean, Walmart's? <laughs> yeah, well, the thing it's is, there, there was another fire. I, I don't have the news article on it, but uh, there was another fire. Like up along Ronald Reagan uh, Parkway, north of that, the next day or the next, like two days after or something like that, that was another like like distribution center kind of place, which made me wonder: is there some but, kind of uh, serial arsonist maybe it's going on? Yeah. But but there's been nothing since then, so I I, I think they were just coincidence. I don't know. That's awful coincidental. It is I awful mean, coincidental. How often does distribution? Maybe he only burn had down. two two things that he wanted to burn down, and that's all. He he didn't get hooked or anything like that.
0: Or maybe it was a landlord.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's all I got.
0: I do not have a saint.
1: All right. Well, we'll have to. Uh, we'll just have to work more on on having. I, I kind of caught you by yeah. surprise because I'm going out of town Thursday. I didn't want to record Wednesday because I have to get up early and get to the airport by 5 a.m. Thursday. Yeah. And so that kind of left today. So I I, I sort of caught you off guard as far as Saints goes. Yeah. And
0: then we had to do it early because I got to work early. That's tomorrow. right. You got
1: to work early tomorrow. So, so we did it early.
0: All right. Well, folks. Think about what we said, and as always... Circle them beads. Especially this Friday. Especially Friday. And uh, we'll see
1: you next week. Bye, everyone.